Father, we thank you that there's none like it unto you in all the earth. And so this evening we simply come. We come with our hearts full of hunger. We're thirsty, Lord, to receive from you. Thank you for the revelation, the impartation. We thank you for truth deposits that we'll receive tonight as we study your word along the lines of prayer. We thank you, Lord God, that collectively as we come together and as we believe and pull on the gift, the anointing of God to work in us and through us, that we'll receive exactly what we need. And we thank you for this. And we thank you in advance and give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right. So we've been, we've been sharing on the, along the lines of prayer. How many have been blessed? You can actually say that, man, you have received some things. And you know what's so great about studying together in this setting is that there are some things that we just need to be reminded of. But there are some things, sometimes some things we're like, whoa, you know, I didn't ever see it that way. And I always say when there's some things that, that maybe we may never seen it that way or be reminded of, man, always go to the word. Always go to the word. I'll, I'm a stickler. Go to the word. In other words, it's like say, well, I don't know if I agree with you with that, Pastor. I'm saying that's fine. I love it that you don't agree, but I'm going to say what you're going to do with it, though. Because if you say, I don't agree, and you stop there, then you're missing out. If you don't agree, don't stop there. Get in the word. Prove me wrong. Come on, somebody. Because I want, I say, listen, if it's not right, it's not right. Hallelujah. But if we do our best to stay with the word, and then sometimes, of course, we look at things, we can go, oh, Lord, thank you for showing me that. Because you know what happens a lot of times? We're taught tradition. Come on now, I grew up in church whole lot of tradition. I mean, things were done a certain way, and man, they prayed a certain way. Come on now. And we did certain things a certain way. And then as I started getting older, I decided to open up my Bible. And then I said, wait a minute. That's not in the Bible. Man, my mom and I would have conversations, sit down and talk, and then it's her church, you understand. You know, it's my church, but it's really her church, you see. So I said, well, mom, what did the pastor talk about today? She said, well, you know, talked about this and that. I said, well, mom, hold on now. Now, you, you, went, you went over that pretty fast. What did you know? You know, I don't know. I don't know. So we had some great conversations. You know what happened with my mom? Because we began to sit down and talk about those things. And, and later in life, she was battling, dealing with healing. And when I shared with her about, about these things, because prayer and, and just, just the word of God, what was so unique is she began, she would call me. Then she started asking me, what, are you, what, are you, what have you been teaching on? What have you been preaching? And show me in the word. I'm like, oh, man. It was exciting. And I said, Mom, get a hold of the scripture. So what, what I'm saying is this. We just can't th take things lightly and don't misunderstand. I thank God for the men and women of God that teach the word. But I tell you, make sure we're teaching the word. Can you say amen? All right. So that's important. Now, how many of you uh, can tell me one thing that stood out so far that you've learned on the subject of prayer that you honestly can say, wow, I mean, that was a nugget. And I got that. Anybody? Look at your notes if you have to. But uh, before we go on, I just want to see if anybody grabs some things. Yeah. I, I think so. Because I knew it would remind me that my prayer of faith was not mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Anyone else? I just want to make sure as we dive into some things. Tonight, we'll see how far we go. And. And if we want to get into another area of prayer specifically, anything else? I know y'all got so many thoughts going through your mind. And that's okay. I'll give you a break. How about that? All right? So how about last week? What are some things we talked about last week? 
Look at your notes for me. If you have it, look at your notes. What are some things that, that we covered? How about 2 Corinthians 4.18? What does that mean? Let's go there. And then there, from there, we'll pick up. From there, we'll pick up. All right? And then 2 Corinthians 4. And then we'll read this together. Nice, you know, like we always do. Praise God. We'll share together in 2 Corinthians 4.18. Because here's the thing I want you to see. This is so important. Regardless of what kind of report you get, regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of what people say, are, are you listening to me? What happens is this, if it's out here, in other words, if it's circumstances and if it's situations, if it's things that I can see naturally, here's the cool thing about it, guess what? There's, it can be changed. You see, this is what I tell a lot of people, they say, well, what about my job? It can be changed. Yeah. It's not about a job. You listen to me. What, what about, what about to, I've been battling some things in my body. Listen, it can be changed. See, we have to understand that. And so the scriptures, we want to always try to find scriptures to help our case. So who's found 2 Corinthians 4.18? Let us know what translation and read it for us, please. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's one reference. Let's talk about that. While we do not look at things which are seen, that are seen, because those things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things we do not see, they are eternal. So let's talk about that then. So because when it comes to praying and it comes to believing God, what does 2 Corinthians 5, 7 say. Let's couple those together. Mary, we want to have, we want to have case, we want to have scriptures to back up what we're saying. Someone look up 2 Corinthians 5, 7, because I want us to, to make sure that we're, we're standing, staying with the word and get some insight along these lines. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, who has that for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now think about this. Can we see how those two connect? Because what we just finished reading is, is what? It talked about the things that we see are what? They're temporary. And therefore, they're subject to change. We do not walk by what we see, but we walk by faith. So if I'm walking by faith and not by sight, what's help, helping us here is to understand this truth. That if I walk by faith, not by sight, and what I see is subject to change because it's temporary, then I'm going to just trust God. I'm going to trust God. No matter what's going on in my life. I don't care how bad it looks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference what somebody has said to you. Come on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even make a difference what somebody has done to you. Hear me. Because what changes, what has to change a lot of times in dealing with, we're going to talk about some conditions of prayer. Oh, I'm excited about that. Okay. But what happens is, we talked about before about the heart. I was hoping you guys said, would have said, man, you know what stood out for me? Dealing with the heart. Well, you can go ahead and say it now. <laughs> dealing with the heart. <laughs> because we have, to get with, we have to deal with the heart of the matter. See what's in our heart. Proverbs, turn here with me. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. That's just one reference, dealing with the heart. All this is so powerful. We have to get this. Because, you see, we have to be able to position ourselves to, to hold on to what God has given us or to protect it. Now, you know what we've always said and we've taught and believed this to be true? 
that our heart is the seedbed. In other words, the heart is where the word of God is sown. Everybody say sown. So if the word of God is sown into your heart, now we're not talking about the natural heart. We're talking about what? Your spirit, man, or your, you, know, you, the real you. Well, and therefore, imagine it being like soil and the scriptures, the word of God is a seed. And when that seed is planted, it's planted in the soil of your heart and it takes root. But Proverbs chapter 4, 20 through 22, it tells us something very significant here that we have to do. You see, everything is not God and everything is not man. And so in other words, God, God has his responsibility and we have ours. You see, I think, you know, when we get in trouble, when we're trying to do God's, come on, we're trying to be man and we're trying to do God as, you know, God's things as well. We can't do that. All right. So I always say it this way. There's the God side and there's the man side. Man, let's focus on our side and let's let's get that down. Who has Proverbs 4, 20, uh, 21 and of course, 22. Who has that? Someone read it for us. Go ahead, Henry. Mm hmm. Now, what heals the whole body? What does it say? The word. Do you believe that there should be a premium on the word of God then? What we hear? You know, what we absolutely. Because it tells us that if we get the word of God, first of all, in our hearts, what are we supposed to do after it's in our hearts? We're supposed to, what does it say? Guard it. Does it say guard? Right, keep it. Now, some translations say guard. What are some others? Keep. Somebody, anything other than guard and keep, protect, or anything like that? Who has the amplified? Anybody have that for us? Let's pull that up. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 21 and 22. I want to hear that. So when you get a chance, just pull that up. We'll continue to share a little bit. The reason why I'm sharing these things with you is because prayer will sustain you. But you have to get the word of God on the inside of you because it's like this. When we're under pressure, guess what's going to come out? Well, it should. Oh, there you go. Come on now. Well, of course, you already jumped. You skipped. You went, you know, pass, go. You went home and everything else like that. So you, but let's back up. What I'm saying is, first of all, some, in other words, we're dealing with life. We're doing life together. We hit some bumps in the road. We get the word of God in us. Come on. And all of a sudden, something happens to us. You know what happens? We're like a sponge. And when that happens, we get squeezed. But the world is trying to squeeze us into a mold. But what we have to do is learn how to say, no, just because the world squeezes us, I'm going to continue to pour the word of God on the inside. And I always say this because what happens when you, when you squeeze a sponge? What comes out? Whatever's in it. Now, we would say water. See? So now, guess what? What happens when we get squeezed? What should come out is the word. But if we're not taking the time to do what, what we just said is to take the word and plant it in our hearts, it's not going to come out. And this is, I think, where we miss it. It's not a, a really you know, heavy revelation, but it's truth. I think a lot of times what happens is this. We always say this, nothing from nothing leaves what? Nothing. So if I don't take the time to plant, I don't take the time to sow. How about this? If I don't take the time to invest, I can walk past a bank and I can say, oh, man, I'm believing God for money in my account. Now, listen, now there's some practical side to that, too. And there's some spiritual side. Now, first of all, you don't have a job. You need to believe, pray God for it, get, get some income. Come on now. Now listen, 
Or how about this? Also, because these are the things that are triggers here. Also, maybe perhaps a person, they don't tie, they don't give. So now you've closed the windows of heaven. Are you with me? All right? Because the Bible says that when we do that, the windows of heaven are what? Open. Okay? So practical things. But so now what happens, then we're standing, we're wanting God to do something for us, but we're not even doing the practical things that we should do or even the spiritual practical things that we should do. And so therefore, we're saying, God, how come you failed us? Well, really, what happens is, is we haven't failed, but we haven't used wisdom. And we haven't guarded our hearts. We haven't taken the time to, to take care of what we put in. So if I'm supposed to do this, listen, if I'm supposed to walk in love, but man, I go to work and everybody irritates me. Uh-oh. Come on now, I'm still dealing with prayer. But everybody irritates me. Well, what have I not taken the time to sow in my heart? Love or forgiveness or patience, you see? So whatever you need, you can find it in the word. Are you with me? But now, what, the reason why I'm saying this is take the time to put it in your heart because then when you start praying, it's going to come out. Pray the word. Everybody say, pray the word. word. Yeah, yeah. You see, what did Jesus say when he spoke to the devil? When the devil told him about the stone. And he said, if you are the son of God, then turn what? These stones into bread. But Jesus responded. What did he say to him? It is written, man should not, but by, say that again, but by every word that proceeds where how's it going to come out of our mouth if we don't take the time to put it where in our hearts we have to guard our hearts it's the same thing with prayer when i'm praying am i praying according to the word of god or am i praying just something that i want to have happen is my prayer scriptural wow that's good now we talked about last week we dealt with the prayer of faith let me just touch base just a little bit about the prayer of agreement so I want, you to, I want you to turn with me to Matthew 18, 18, 19, and then to let you know where we're going, we'll finish up talking about a little bit of the conditions of answered prayer. Conditions of answered prayer. So Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. Let's take a look at that. And here's a truth I want to give you. Write this down if you're taking notes. Listen to this. That there's tremendous power. Say power. There's tremendous power... As to, it says, two or more agree in prayer concerning anything that they may need. Let me say it again. There's tremendous power when two or more come together and agree in prayer. It's available. It's available. But if we don't come together and if we don't pray, then that which is available will never be able to tap into. We have to be able to tap into that in order to tap into the prayer of agreement that I must agree with someone. You see. Well, Matthew 18, beginning in verse 18 through 20, and I want to go ahead and I definitely want us to hold. Now, someone has to look at the Amplified because that's, that's this is great here. But someone else read a different translation, and we'll do the Amplified last, if you don't mind. Go right ahead, please. Mm-hmm. Come together in my name. I am 
Wow. Now, that's nice. I like that. What is that translation again? And it says, I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. Oh, that's good. I like that. In other words, that's God, God saying, I'll do it. Right? All right. Let's listen, to, let's listen to another translation. Who has something else other than God's word? Who has that? Okay, go right ahead. Wow, man, that's powerful. Ooh, that's good. Amplified. Who has that for us? Mm-hmm. Now, do we see this? Do we see this? It's very important here because... I, like to, I love how the Amplified brings it out. In other words, whatever is permitted or whatever is lawful, you see? In other words, what, what's in heaven, what's in heaven, listen, belongs to us here on earth. Let me say that again. Because it says right here that whatever is, read, read that again, permitted or lawful. Go ahead. Just the whole, just the part about, yeah, that, that part's good. Yeah, go ahead, read that. Verse, uh, just read, um, yeah, read 19. That'd be good. Verse 19. Okay, I'm sorry. So I want you to get to the point. Let's look at the subject. Who is it talking about permitting? Who permits here? Okay. It says whatever you, me, right, is what then permitted. What else does it say? Whatever is, keep on going, about, finish it up again one more time. Mm-hmm. There you go. Already permitted. Forbid and what? Permitted. Forbid and permitted. So whatever is forbidden, listen, in heaven, guess what? It's forbidden upon the earth. We're talking about kingdom business here. What we're talking about is this. Then whatever is permitted in heaven is permitted upon the earth. So with that statement, understand this. Do you believe and think that sickness is permitted in heaven? Do you think that lack is permitted? Think about it. Because here's the thing. Whatever, what, see, in other words, see, what happens is this. Here's what I think a lot of people say. When I get to heaven, come on now, when I get to heaven, that what? I won't be, wow. See, when I get to heaven, it's almost like when I won't be broke. I'm just, okay. I mean, when I get to heaven, I won't worry no more. Now, and there's some of these old 
old songs. Now, come on now. That kind of like this. You'd be like, you'd be just sitting there rocking like, oh, yeah. But you know what? It's like, wait a minute. What, what are you saying? Hold on. I ain't going to talk about nobody, but I'm just saying, I like that. But I'm thinking, is it scriptural? You know? And don't misunderstand. I'm not going to cause any issues tonight. But when it, and even songs we say, well, never mind. I'm not even going to get on that. But anyway, but, but let me say this. What is permitted? Let me ask you this. What's permitted in heaven? What do you believe is permitted in heaven? Because if you don't know what's permitted in heaven, then it's not going to be permitted on earth in your life. I have to know what belongs to me. You see? In other words, how do I know? I get into the word of God. I find out in the scriptures what God has said already belongs to me. Then I make a declaration. I declare that it belongs to me. Peace belongs to me. You see, how do you know that? Because I have scriptures that tell me if I keep my mind, help me out, stayed on him, what's going to happen? He will do what? Keep me in perfect peace. I don't have to, listen, I don't have to worry. I don't even have to ask the question, is peace mine? It is. But what do I have to do? See, you have the man's side and you have God's side. What do I have to do? I have to what? keep. Wow. So if I don't keep my mind stayed on him or the things of God and I let my mind wander and it's kept on all these other things, there's not going to be peace. But I would tell you, say, okay, so what else? What else would we say is in heaven? Because I, the reason I want us to talk about this, because if, if you're not able to think about anything right now, I want you to think about it because here's the thing, whatever is permitted, or we can say this here, whatever is forbidden. I know this, and we talk about sickness, we talk about, about lack and all that, but that is forbidden in heaven. You say, how do you know that? Jesus, when he died on the cross, come on somebody, when he took those stripes upon his back, the Bible clearly tells us that by his stripes, we're what? Healed. We're healed. And not only that, but his, his body and the nail prints, even in his hands, and being on Calvary's cross, and we are redeemed, then we know that it belongs to us when? Right now. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to worry. I don't have to wait. Because it's already been purchased. So if something has been purchased for you, it's just like me saying, okay, Henry, you know what? I'm going to get you a car. I'm going to purchase your car. Because why? Because I like you. That won't be good to you. So here I am, I, I go up, pull up, come out, the, the car's right here in front of the church. I had the keys, and I said, Henry, I'm going to give you the keys to the car. But if I never give him those keys, or he never receives those keys, that car is going to sit where? Right there, all the time. But I've given it to him, you see, but he has to do what? As we said, even activating, activating his faith, he still has to have action. He still has to, has to have that come to him. And, and receive it because it's already been given to him. You see, same thing about God's promises. Every promise. Everybody say every promise. Every promise. God has given us his promises. Every promise. The Bible says in him, of course, in God is yes and amen. And that means and so be it. Every promise. That means nothing lacking. 
So if that's the case, then everything he says is mine is what? Is mine. But here's the question. What is mine? What is mine? And many people for many years, and I just said people, but I'll say believers too and Christians, we go to church, we leave. We go to church, we leave. And a lot of us, we do not know what belongs to us. We do not know what belongs to us. And you know what happens because we don't know what belongs to us? We struggle. We struggle. And not only do we struggle, now here's the thing. It's, okay, once you identify the fact, I don't know what belongs to me, you know what we should be doing? We should be doing something to change that. I say it like this. When Jesus even went into his own hometown and he ministered, the Bible says that it was there in that place that he was only able to heal what? A few. And you know why? Because they didn't esteem him. They didn't receive him. They didn't give weight because, hey, I, we know you. All right? You're Mary's boy. You're a carpenter. What do you mean? you Jesus. Uh-uh. They didn't receive him. But there was also doubt, and because of that, an unbelief. But he didn't just leave the town. This is what's so important. What did he do? He taught. He didn't just leave. So he did something about that unbelief. He did something about those who didn't receive. He went from village to village, and he taught the word. So that, guess what the remedy would be? It would address the unbelief. So that those in town can receive what God has promised and healing was theirs. Deliverance was theirs. So that's the remedy. So just because we don't know something doesn't mean we stop there. We learn. Praise God. We get into the word. We grow. Everybody say grow. grow. Now, listen to this thought. This is a thought by, by um, a scholar, a Greek scholar, P.C. Nelson. And he said this about this verse. And that verse again is this, verse 19, out of the King James, New King James. It says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth as touching anything, everybody say anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now, let me say this before I say what he had to say. Listen, you have to get into agreement. Now, if I don't know where you are spiritually, if I don't know what you believe, should I get into agreement with you? That's a thought. This is, that's not even practical wisdom. If I want to start a business and I have a business plan and I have a partner and we can't agree on the business plan, should I go into business with them? <laughs> Hello? But see, here's the thing. That's something we just, all of a sudden we supersede that. We don't even pay attention to that when it comes to spiritual things. And so here we are. We're hooking up with people that they don't have the same precious like faith. And we're wanting them to agree with us about a thing. But you know what? They're like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Are you in agreement? You may have prayed a prayer, but they're not in agreement. So because there's, there's power in the prayer of agreement. All right. So listen to this. This is what he said. P.C. Nelson said this. You'll love it. He said the literal Greek rendering of the verse we just read. It says this. If. You shall ask anything. Everybody say anything. If you shall ask anything in my name, notice, and I don't have it, I will make it for you. Oh, let me say that again. Man, this is what the literal Greek 
when you study the scriptures, what it says about this here, again, it says here that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. Here's the original Greek. It says this literally Greek rendering. If you shall ask anything in my name and I don't have it, I will make it for you. Wow. Oh, that's powerful. Man, that's powerful. So the thing that we can learn from the prayer of agreement is, first of all, there's tremendous power available. We understand that. But also, we have to get into a place of agreement. I have to know that you believe. I mean, you, you believe as I believe. There's got to be some place of agreement here, you see. And if I'm believing that God wants me to be well because of 3 John 2, what does it say? 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. So guess what? If I want to pray with somebody and I say, hey, man, here's what I'm standing on. They go, well, brother, I don't really believe that. You think, should I pray with them? But you know how many times that happens? And then guess what happens? There's no result. Everybody say no results. Why? Because we're not in agreement. Now, what I want to share with you for the rest of our time is conditions. Everybody say conditions. This is where kind of like we get to almost like where the rubber meets the road. I like this because it's going to point out things to help us to say, whoa. All right. So conditions of answered prayer. So here we go. Let's go to John 15, 7. Let's go to John 15, 7. Conditions to answered prayer. That's where we're going right now. And here's the thing. We have to have one of the first things I will say this. And, and, and it's true. We really we have to have an honest relationship to God. Let me say that again. We're talking about conditions of prayer, right? What I'm saying right now is we should have an honest relationship to God. In other words, in Scripture, we're going to read this. Every promise has a condition. Or listen, every promise has a premise. This is important to write this down. Notice, let me, scriptures is coming to me. Isaiah 119, write that down. We get an opportunity, I want you to read it and meditate upon it. Because it says, if, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Notice condition, the condition. All right? And I said this here. Every promise has a, listen, a condition or it says every promise has a premise. What does John 15, 7 tell us tonight? Let's look at that. An honest relationship to God. Who has that? Who has that for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, see, how do we abide? Let's talk about that. How do we abide? See, because he says if, because notice it says what? If. Do you see that? That part? Is that conditional? Okay, this is what we're going to see. Because what happens a lot of times, these are conditions to answer prayer. People are not abiding. And because they're not abiding, then what? They're not getting the desired results of their prayer. But notice what it says. I didn't say it. It says what? If. Read that again for us. Read it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If. 
Now, now I ask you a question. How do you and I remain in Christ, or how do we, how do we abide in him? How do we do that? What are some thoughts? What are your thoughts? Spend time with God, okay. How do we spend time with God? Prayer, reading the word, study the word, okay. So our prayer life then will never be, write this down, this is so important, I don't want you to miss this. Our prayer life will never be more effective than how much we understand scripture. I want you to think about that. Your prayer life and my prayer life will never be more effective than how much we understand Scripture. That's why it's important to get into the Word. All right, let's go on. These are questions. I want, I want you to ask yourself questions. Because really, if we're really being honest with ourselves, come on, we know where we are with the Lord, don't we? I mean, come on, let's be honest. We know what's going on in our lives. We know what we think about this. We know what we think about that. We know what we've been doing here. We know what we've been doing there. Come on, can I talk to you tonight? So I'm talking about being honest here with ourselves and, and, and where the rubber meets the road. But listen, there's three questions we should ask ourselves. I'm just giving you three. There's probably a whole lot more. Are you ready? Do I or have I refused to admit things that I have done wrong, come on, in the past, are you listening? Because the Bible will call those things unconfessed sins. Now, I'm talking about things that, that will hinder your prayer life. Hinder, everybody say hinder. In other words, I'm going along and I've never dealt with this thing in my life. I've never dealt with th these issues or whatever in my life. But I'm just going along like everything's fine, everything's normal. It's like having, have you ever had your drain or something, I mean, clogged up, and all of a sudden, man, almost, you know, it's just running over, and you got to get the drain and all that out. It's just not, the water's just not flowing. You may get a little bit of water going through, but, man, it's, you know it's clogged up. It gets backed up. And when that happens, man, it starts stinking and everything, all right? And so what happens this in our lives? When we are not, and we're not dealing with things as we should be dealing with them, in other words, you know, we go to God and say, God, this is, this is what's going on. Here it is. And give it to God and, just, and then leave it alone. But what happens is when we don't do that, it hinders. Everybody say hinders. It will. It will hinder. So look, at, look with me to Psalm, at Psalm 66, 18. I'm going to give you just a couple of things. This is questions we should ask ourselves. We're still talking about conditions of prayer. Is there anything in my life that's blocking me from receiving answered prayer? Answer prayer. Are y'all listening to me? Betty said it's cold, and y'all freezing. Huh? If she's cold, then everybody's cold. Okay. All right. I, I think it feels great. But anyways, I know. Okay. Now, once it starts getting hot, don't say, ooh, it's hot. All right. Okay. It's off. Hallelujah. That's a revelation. Thank you, Betty. I was enjoying it. Okay. So, let's go to prop. Let's go to... Uh, Psalm 66, 18. Psalm 66, 18. We're going to look at that, and then we're going to go over to uh, uh, Proverbs 28, 13. All right? So we'll stay right in there. Someone read that for us. Wow. I mean, how do we get born again? 
we confess, don't we? A person who's never come to the Lord, who's never invited Jesus Christ into their heart, must do what? Come to God, confess, right? And once they confess, say, Lord, hey, I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. And then he receives, she receives who? Christ in their heart, okay? Removes whatever was blocking. Now there's access for God to come in. Are you with me? Proverbs 28, 13, let's go there. Proverbs 28, 13, because I really believe what I, what I want to talk about, I really want to get to the core of, of, of sometimes things that are, why people say, how come I'm not receiving? And this is not everybody, but I'm saying we're just hitting so many things that, that we can say, okay, and we can judge ourselves. Come on, because the Bible says we should judge ourselves, lest we be judged. Amen. Proverbs 28, 13, who has that? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're talking about prayer, receiving from God. All right. Whoever covers what happens, you're not going to prosper. Is that what it says? Or who doesn't confess them, what does it say? Help me out. What's the scripture say? If they confess and turn from them, then they'll have mercy. Wow. So look at, look at the you know, two ends of the, uh, of the spectrum. If I don't, I'm not going to prosper. But if I do, I'm going to receive mercy. I'm going to receive mercy. So in other words, you know, we know God, God knows everything and he sees everything. But sometimes we wonder, you know, how come this just isn't going just right? How come that just isn't going right? And only you can ask yourself, man, am I, am I all in? I don't, I don't play poker. I don't know how to play poker. But I, that terminology. I mean, one of the things is, is I just don't like to lose. I don't like to lose money. All right, but I'm just saying I don't like to lose, period. So, are we all in? With God, we don't lose. We're all in, you see. In other words, we're giving him our whole heart. We're giving him our entire life. Are you with me? Well, here's another one. Here's another point. Write this down. We're talking about questions that, that we must ask ourselves. And, and, and you're working with people. Let me say this. When you're working with people, because you're going to run across this. And I believe the reason why, you know, just learning and, and receiving and sitting under the word, because there will be an opportunity where God will, will present you an opportunity to help others who may be going through things in their lives. Listen to number two. Am I currently in the present ignoring any of God's principles? Wow. Am I ignoring them? You say, well, what do you mean? Let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3. We got, we got uh, of course, we say Big John, then Little John. All right? So we got 1 John 3, 21 through 22. Am I currently in the present, in the present, currently in the present, ignoring any of God's principles? Am I ignoring them? Am I just saying, well, you know, that's, I know, but come on now. Maybe you never found yourself there. I know, yeah, I know, I know I should be doing that, but. I don't know. Let's just see what it says. Who has it for us? Read that. 21 through 22, please. Nice and loud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 21 and 22. Yes, please.
Wow. Man, that's good. Because the truth of the matter is this. Let's just, I mean, just being real. Because if we're not, because if our heart, let me tell you, it says right here, if our hearts condemn us, understand God is greater than our hearts, and he knows all things. He said, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence. But if our heart does condemn us, what it says here is that God's mercy and God's grace will come and he'll minister to us. But I would tell you, if, your heart, if our hearts condemns us, then that makes, listen, we need to take notice and say, what's going on? What's happening if my heart, my spirit, grieved or whatever you want to call it, and I realize that, wow, man, something's not exactly you know what I mean, on point. Something is just not right. It's a little off. Well, we should address that. Now, we may say, I don't know what that is, but then we go to God and say, you know, God, you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, what is this? How come I seem to be off? How come things just don't, it's like I get right up to this point, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's as far as I can go. What's going on? And, and, and I'm thinking, and then we begin to search, is there anything blocking? Is there anything hindering Lord, for me, connecting with you and you connecting with me. Am I doing something? Because only you can ask yourself, am I doing something? Have I done something? Am I withholding something? You know, uh, otherwise, if I'm not, then guess what? My heart's not going to condemn me. I have confidence. Everybody say confidence. See, how many have ever, come on now, how many have ever gone to God and you know whether, man, you've got in the flesh, you told somebody off, Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. You just got mad. Or how about this? I'm not going to forgive you. Things of that nature. And then all of a sudden you try to go to God in prayer. What happens? Woo! Is there something blocking? That means our, listen, what happens is that flow has got what all clogged up, man. So what do we do? Remove it. How do we remove it? Hallelujah. Get the rotor rooter out, man. Ask God, listen, get the spiritual rotor rooter out and say, God, come on, forgive me for my sins. And guess what? When you give it to him, he forgives you. Nothing's blocking. It's not hindering. But think about it. Think, I mean, come on. You know, there's sometimes there's these little things, like these little foxes. What do they do? They spoil the vine. And these little bitty things, because we willfully or, or maybe it's even, we would say, you know, subconsciously. But the thing is, is that we're, we know what to do, but we don't do it. And it's like, oh, God understands. None of you have ever said that before. God knows my heart. Yes, he does. But he also knows his word. Come on, somebody. And he's trying to get us to get in line with his word so that we can continue to be blessed. So we can continue to have our prayers, what? Answered. All right? Okay, here's number three. This is huge. Do I really want God's will for my life? Man. Do you know that there's believers? I'm talking about in the body of Christ. That they say they want the will of God in their life, but they really don't want the will of God in their life. Can I tell you why? Because they want their will to be greater than God's will. All right, God, now we got this agreement here. I'm only going to go so far. I'm only going to serve you so much. See? But we don't say that, do we? But do we sometimes act like that? Ooh. Come on, somebody. You see? Questions we must ask ourselves. Well, let me give you another point. Let me give you another point. 
Turn with me to Mark 11, 23 to 25. We read this before. But here's the part where we sometimes we have to continue. We stop at 24. I want us to look at 25 as well. Okay? Because I will tell you, have you ever had someone that just flat out for some reason and you have no idea that has ought against you? You know what I mean? That just, excuse me, that just doesn't like you. And, and, and it's holding you kind of like at bay. What I mean is it's like, you know, don't want to have nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, talks about you. You say, how do you know? Because they tell your friends, they tell everybody. They're just upset. They're just angry. They're holding unforgiveness. And sometimes you don't even know what it's about. Are you with me? Okay. So let's look at verse 25 in particular. But I want us to look at 23, 24, and 25. Someone read that for us. This, again, will hinder, everybody say hinder, our prayers. Somebody read that, please. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead and finish. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now listen, listen. We get to a point where we are excited about what? Verses 22, 23, 24. Am I right about that? Yeah. Woo, thank you, Lord. You said, I declare, I speak to my mountain. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I receive right now. I have it right now. Hallelujah. And, you know, then we, I mean, we're like, I call those things which be not as though they were. Boy, we're quoting all kinds of scriptures on faith. But in the meantime, I sit down there and, and whether I'm in church or whether I'm at work, whether that person's in the other cubicle, it's like, ooh, I hate you. Come on now. You see, as if we think and we believe that to the degree we want God to work in our lives, he's going to do that. He's not. He's not. You see, we have to do what? Forgive. What happens? Talk to me. If you don't forgive someone, what, what, do, you, what do you feel will happen? If you don't, not just, I mean, it, what happens in your life? Have you ever been there before? I mean, y'all don't look at me like you're so holy. Come on, somebody. Keeps you bound. You see? Like you've never been through anything like that. Like you've never, mm, come on, got upset at anybody. Like you've never not forgive anybody. Ooh, okay. But you know, people sometimes can make you mad. Come on now, get you upset. And some, of them, some people do it on purpose. Just to see how you're going to act and what you're going to do, what you're going to say, you know. Uh-huh.
Instead of keeping our mind on him, ooh, we got our mind on what? What else happens to you? Anybody? Maybe you've experienced or you know others have experienced. When you're holding like unforgiveness from someone. Anything else? Just, I'm just curious. Some of your, here are some of your thoughts. Wow. That's good. No peace. And the reason why we don't have peace is because we know better. Think about it, right? If we know what to do and we know what to do is better than what we're doing and we don't do it, we know better. I know I'm supposed to walk in love. You know, you may have said something to me, but I know, you know what? I just said, chalk it up. You just don't know better. I know better. I'm going to be held accountable for what I do, right? I'm not living for them, but I know I've got to do my part. So what happens? We're talking about conditions of prayer. I know at times, and, and, and things in our lives, and Betty, when things especially hits home, how about family? Woo, mercy. I tell you, it's nobody, nobody like family can just seem like, mm, can get to you. Come on now. There is. It's like sometimes, and it's not like it's on purpose, but you just fall out sometimes with family. Yeah, they, you know, and they love you, but they, they tell you how they feel at times. Come on now. They tell you, you know, what they think. Sometimes we can't handle the truth. But what happens is they're close to us. And sometimes what is, comes across as being helpful, we can take it the wrong way. And what happens? We get offended. Mercy. Then you know what happens? Guess what? We get even. Or not only that, I don't visit you on the holidays. Come on now. Listen to me. We say, oh, no, there's nothing wrong. Oh, we're fine. We got something else to do. We would love to come over, but we already made plans. Well, let me go on because we've never been there before. You understand, right? You know, man, okay. Listen to this. Let me share this with you. Then we're about to close. We're still talking about prayer. Listen to this. More than any other characteristic in the Bible, except maybe faith, hear me, the number one thing related to prayer is forgiveness. The number one thing related to prayer is forgiveness. Unforgiveness will stop, will hinder your prayer life. Cold. Just like that. Because the Bible says that you understand if I have a gift that I want to present to God... God, I'm presenting this to you, but guess what? I've got ought in my heart against my brother or my sister. What am I supposed to do? Do I still try to present it to God? And sometimes we do. What? I'm supposed to leave it and do what? Go fix it. What is that telling us? Somebody help me. Just that thought. What is that telling us? Like that? Somebody else? Anybody else weigh in on that? What does that teach us? What is that teaching us? Can we override it? Do we try to? 
But what happens to our hearts then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we become numb. We become numb. But leave it at the altar. Right? Fix it. Now, what do you do if you do your best? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, no, right, right, right. It's like, no, it's like this here. If I do that, I'm giving in. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Not at all. Ah. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. I didn't kill you, cat. You about that poison over there. Find some food. No, I'm just joking. You know what I'm saying, but you're right. Yeah. Right, from them. From them. Be but you know what? When you do it right, you're receiving it from who? Because your heart, my heart, has to be right. Forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice. It's not because somebody deserves to be forgiven. We did not deserve to be forgiven. It was a choice. Jesus went to the cross. He made a choice. He said, I'm going. Am I right about that? So when I go to someone and I'm asking them to forgive me, whether they receive it or whether they forgive me or whether they sort of release me on their part, I can't control that. But I do my part and even say, if I've done anything to wrong you, forgive me. And you may get a whatever. And you walk away and say, Lord, I've done my part. And that's all you can do. You pray for them because you know what's going to happen in life for them? Especially if they're believers. Uh-oh, we're not just talking about the world. Woo! And then people saying, Lord, how come you ain't answering my prayer? Well, how come I'm not receiving Lord, how come I'm going through all this mess in my life? And that, you know what? And if we'll be honest, sometimes there's a lot of conflict in our lives with people. God loves people. I'm talking about what hinders. Now, see, this is conditions to answer the prayer. Are you with me? And what happens, we're, we're causing things to block, to hinder from us receiving. Now, it's not all, all the time. There can be different things. The basic thing is this. I don't know how to pray. So we're taught, well, how do I pray? I don't even know what to pray. So we need to be taught how to pray, what to pray. So you see, that's one thing. The other thing is, yes, there could be things in our hearts that are not right. That doesn't mean that's the only thing. You see what I'm saying? And these are conditions and things that we deal with in our lives. So, there's, so it's not one thing. But what we want to try to do, endeavor to do, is whatever the word says, let's stay with the word. You see, if the word tells us to study, what should we do? We should need to study the word. The word tells us to forgive. We need to what? Forgive. You see? When the, Lord, the word tells us that the Lord has supplied, listen, all of our needs. Come on now. Right? Then guess what? Has he or has he not? So when we pray, we don't go to God in prayer saying, well, Lord, mm, bless me if you want to. Come on now. Is that, is that, is that scripture? 
Have you ever heard this last thought? Well, you know, God, he does that for some people, but he doesn't do it for everybody. I mean, even me saying that kind of grieves my spirit when you know a promise in the word is true. Think about it. Yeah, 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 I know you said that, but yeah, yeah, but you know what? God doesn't do that for everybody. Ooh. What are we saying? What is that person saying? What are we hearing? I don't believe. Wow. You see, and these things are so important. And you know, a lot of it could be because simply this is because they have not received their the desired results of what they prayed for. And so now because of that and not fixing things in their heart, they've established that God doesn't answer prayer. So why should I even pray? Or let's face it, I was believing for a loved one. For this or for that. It didn't happen. Well, God doesn't do that for everybody. Whoa, see? And what happens now, a condition in our heart begins to develop. And we're going, what? We're going, what? Well, I don't believe that. Uh Uh-oh, we won't say it, but I don't believe that. Because it's based on what? Experience. But let's make sure everything is based on the word. Everybody say the word. We're talking about prayer tonight. We're talking about conditions and this is so important. We're just going to we're going to hang out a little bit more uh, on this here because I, I tell you, this is an area that we really need to understand and how to receive from God in our prayer life. Everybody say prayer life. Prayer. Let's believe God together and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity this evening as we've come to just to simply sit under your word. We thank you, Lord God, that you have taught us. You teach us always. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're our comforter, you're our guide. And we thank you. For, for helping us to understand and grasp truth in your word. Lord, we're asking you to give us revelation in all things. Help us to see things as you see them. Help us to walk in the light as you are. Father, help us to love our brothers in Christ as you have instructed us in the word. Help us to forgive freely as you have freely forgiven us. Oh, Lord, there's so much that we can learn. Help us to walk in. Help us to live it. And then, Father, we know that when we go to you in prayer, we truly believe that we have the desired results of what we pray because we know you hear us, and not only do you hear us, but you answer our prayers. This is what we believe. We thank you. In Jesus' name, go back to your